Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. Today I'm joined by Yolanda. Yolanda is a mother of two little boys and a Bay Area native. Yolanda and I talk about what we wish we knew before we started using NFP. And we specifically touch on the big four different methods of natural family planning. A quick story about Yolanda before we jump in. I met Yolanda at a coffee shop where we were supposed to be meeting a group of other Catholic moms to chat. Yolanda and I were actually the only two that were able to attend that morning. And within about five minutes of meeting each other, we were already talking about natural family planning. We sat outside that coffee shop for at least an hour and a half, chatting all things natural family planning. I can't even imagine what the people walking by thought when we mentioned things like mucus, charting, and abstinence. And on that note, let's get started. All right. So what I wish I knew before I started using NFP. Yes. Woo, there's a lot there. It's a big question. Yes. There's a lot of things I wish I knew. What would you say is the biggest thing you wish you knew before using NFP? I think hands down, I wish I would have known the options that were available to us. When we yeah. signed up, when we went to uh, marriage prep, we did our marriage prep at a parish OLP because we, we our engagement was very short. So it was like, oh, we need to go do the, the marriage encounter weekend. Yeah. And we do NFP and we only have like five months to squeeze everything in. So we looked for the first parish that had stuff available. And we said, let's just do that one. And, you know, you walk in, um, a parish staffer handed us a book and said, yeah, just make sure you sign up for this class. And I was like, cool, NFP, awesome. My assumption was NFP is one method sanctioned by the church and it's the same thing and you're always going to do it. It's just, it's the same method over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I felt exactly the same way. I had no idea that there were so many different methods mm-hmm. and the different like uses that they have. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, symptothermal, I feel like is kind of that entry. It, it's very common. Um, it's known as kind of the cheap one, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and symptothermal. So it requires you to take a basal body temperature. Every day. Yeah. Every day, same time. First thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a mucus check and a sensation uh, yes. observation. Observation slash sensation. Yes. yes. Um, and then optional cervix check. <laughs> Exactly. It's the optional cervix check, which I, uh, like I said, I, I never did because I thought, no, I don't, I, I just don't think I could find it if I tried. And so I stuck, I stuck to the two minimum that you need to, to, do, to get like a good chart, um, which, and something I was thinking about was when I would talk to people about like, oh, I'm learning the symptothermal method and it means I take my temperature at the same time every day a lot of the responses I got were, oh, that's crazy. I could never, that's why I could never do an FP because I don't have that kind of discipline. And I wish I would have known back then that I could have said, well, oh, you know, there's actually other ways you can also practice an FP and not do this method. But I didn't know. I thought that, that you only had, you, these were the things you had to do to do an FP. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish, 
I wish it was a part of regular uh, marriage prep and regular like NFP instruction is, Hey, here's all of the different methods. Here's a little bit about them. And so you can take some time to discern which one yes. of these is going to fit best in my life. Um, and I think the discernment piece that, that, that was completely like that was removed. It wasn't even an option because I do think that when, you know, I, that you need to discuss with your future spouse, what you both want to do together. Right. Well, because, you know, in the Catholic church, you don't even technically need to use NFP if you want to just no, go for no, it. No. Like, <laughs> right. But, if, know, but if you whatever. have a parish that's forcing you to do it in order to get married, I would not, I mean, they can't obviously force you in the sense that they're going to be in your bedroom, making sure that you, that's what you're practicing. But I mean, a lo- some parishes won't let, won't give you the certificate of marriage or whatnot, unless you, you, pr- you produce the NFP class certification as well. Right. Right. And it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that sometimes those parishes require you to take the method that they have an instructor for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And symptothermal is often that method. And while symptothermal works for a lot of women, it, doesn't work in many cases. Yes, um, yes. Just and and I I couldn't even dive into really what those cases are because I know that symptothermal works for me, so I, I don't exactly mm-hmm. know what those are. But I know that I, I have friends that it's just like symptothermal never worked for me. P- PCOS people who have uh, cases like hypothyroid, hyperthyroid other hormonal issues can, can really, can affect your cycle. Sure. So, so that, that, that's, that's the case. And there, and, and I don't want to say that symptom doesn't work for those, but you kind of need a special, almost doctor who understands that method. Right. And you have you. to be really, really observant. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah no, if you, even if you have a regular cycle and you skip a, a temperature, then you could no. really throw yourself off. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Oh, and, and I've definitely done that before. And mm-hmm. it resulted in a lot more abstinence that wasn't necessary because we were trying to avoid at that time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Or, or you travel. I mean, right now nobody's traveling for the <laughs> most part, but we went on our honeymoon and I wasn't, I wasn't taking my basal temperature every day. Um, oh, no. Not when you're traveling. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, we, it was a 13 hour time difference. I couldn't even remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and like time differences make an issue, like a difference. And, um, and it's a pain when daylight savings time happens like right mid cycle. (laughs) Cause you're like, do I need to wake up an hour earlier to keep taking my temperature at the exact same time so that I can know when peak is or. (laughs) You know, what actually makes me think of, uh, you know how sometimes you do these like work assessments where it's like figure out your work personality or your leadership style or like what Disney princes are you? We almost need like an NFP quiz. Yes. That kind of helps you figure out which, which, which method is right for you. Like, do you like waking up at the same time? Are you, are you a person of like, of, do you like rigor and discipline in your life? Then <laughs> symptothermal might be for you. Are you more, a method for yeah, you. Are you more go with the flow, see what's going on? Maybe you might be a Billings Creighton kind of person. So. <laughs> that would be fantastic. We have to make a quiz like that. That would be so amazing. Okay. So let's, let's go through the method. So we touched on symptothermal. I think we more than touched on symptothermal. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquette. So tell me a little bit about Marquette. Cause I know that you have been using Marquette lately. Yes. So how I found out about Marquette is kind of unfortunate. And it was, 
I was postpartum and I needed to space out my next pregnancy uh, due to, you know, after the C-section, they're like, you need at least minimum of 18 months from birth to birth. So mm-hmm. I was okay, like, okay, we're, we're not going to get pregnant before 18 months. And we did it. Um, but part of the, the way I did it was I was online searching like postpartum NFP. And I kept seeing people talking, talking about ovulation test strips. And so I came across sources of people who kind of came up with their own um, kind of family planning methods hmm. uh, where, where they would be like, oh, I just use an ovulation test and that way I know when I'm ovulating. And so I remember going on the NFP symptothermal group and being like, hey, can we use, they call them OPKs, but really they mean ovulation uh, something test. Uh, I said, can I use one of those And while I'm doing symptothermal? And people were like, no, that's a whole different method. <laughs> we and And so I don't know how, but I ended up landing on realizing that the Marquette method uses the ovulation test strips, but actually not really. You, you, you use the clear blue monitor, which we've probably all seen commercials for, which is like, now it's time to have your baby and clear blue can help you get pregnant faster. And the Marquette method is basically the inverse of the clear oh, okay. blue monitor. So where the clear blue monitor says, hi, hi, you're getting closer to ovulation if you are using Marquette to like avoid pregnancy, you do the opposite. So if it tells you hi, you abstain. You abstain until <laughs> the monitor gives you a peak happy face. And if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, then you know that you, um, uh, so after that, it's very similar to symptothermal where after you ovulate and the monitor tells you, you wait three days. And then um, like on the fourth day until your period, it's like good to go. So it, what I thought was really sure. cool about the Marquette method is it's very objective. So I'm, I, I drove myself crazy postpartum trying to read mucus. Um, it's insane. Because it's very different. And yeah. so I remember going on, a, on an NFP postpartum symptothermal group and one teacher and, and saying like, I'm so confused by this postpartum like, one day I'm dry, one day I see this, one day it looks like that. And this, this woman who worked for a diocese out in like Arkansas reached out to me and she sent me a private message on Facebook. And she's like, I'm happy to work with you over just like a phone call. And this is another thing that I wish I knew. You should just find an instructor that you like and work with that person because you will go down a rabbit hole trying to talk to different people and certain people tell you this. So you really need to find somebody that you're comfortable with and you trust because she told me, yeah, you know what? I used to be a CCL teacher. I don't really like how, what, how they label the um, observation. So use my method instead. And so I ended up just being really, really confused. And that's why I landed on Marquette because there's no... Like there's hardly any subjectivity unless you want to inject it in Marquette. It's the sense you, you, you pee on the stick, you put that in the, in the monitor and the monitor tells you if you are getting close to ovulation and if you've ovulated, uh, and that's it. That's pretty much all you need to know. And then you, you use your, your own discernment to decide based on your, your objective, what you want to do. Right. So that, that, that's, that's Marquette. And then for people who are like, well, Oh my gosh, what if the monitor misses peak, which is slash ovulation? Mm-hmm. What, what are you supposed to do? And that's why people use the ovulation test strips as kind of insurance backup. Okay. I see. Yeah. So yeah. So Marquette is very much, uh, objective and I don't necessarily have to interpret anything like the monitor, the monitor, the science mm-hmm. behind it is just going to tell me yes or no. Yeah. And the monitor is very sensitive. So if it reads an estrogen rise, 
it'll go, oh, oh, you might be getting close to ovulation, even if your LH, which is the ovulation hormone, doesn't rise. So uh, in postpartum, it's, it's, it's crazy because you can have your estrogen rising all the time, oh, but, it sure. doesn't, but, it, but, it, but you'll see right there on the monitor that, that it'll tell you estrogen rise detected, but no LH surge, LH being the, the ovulation hormone. So right now I'm trying to catch that first that first um, peak, for example. And, and so what I like about Marquette is I don't have the time right now to be taking my temperature every day. Sure. Um, and that gives me in the monitor. I just, I, I do what I need to do in the morning. I, it tells me what I need to know. And then I move on with my day and I'm not, you know, checking. And, and, but I will say having the knowledge of symptothermal helps because sometimes I'll be like, Whoa, what is this? What is this <laughs> I'm seeing that I haven't seen in a few months? And that gives me, um, so, so, so it's helpful. It, it, it's helpful to have that knowledge. But I remember sometimes I, I'll tell my market instructor, I saw this kind of mucus and she goes, right. But what we're really more focused on is what the monitor says, because the monitor is the one that's picking up on the actual amount of hormone in your urine. Sure. Right. I want to go back to something you touched on, um, just about finding an instructor that you're comfortable with. And mm-hmm. I think that is so valuable and so important. Um, I know like when I first started learning NFP, I, I learned from a book and I'm going to say learned in like quotations. Yes. I was so, I, I didn't learn. I did. I learned like so little about NFP and I knew very little about how exactly it worked that I didn't trust the science behind it. Mm -hmm. I didn't trust the rules and we abstained way more than we needed to because I wasn't confident. Um, and so if I had had an instructor, if I had actually learned from an instructor and been able to have a back and forth and ask questions and be able to say, Hey, here's my chart. I don't understand what's going on. Or I, I don't understand what you're saying by Mm -hmm. sticky mucus. Like, I don't get what that means. Please tell me. It took me months to figure out what sticky mucus looked like compared to egg white mucus. Like I just didn't didn't get that. And, and I still don't get it. <laughs> Even as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, I've, I've had an instructor tell me if there's mucus, you're fertile, period. Sure. Well, and, and that's, that's confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, and that's where the expertise of an instructor just can help mm-hmm. so, so much. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just wanted to like touch on that because I thought that was very, very important. And I want to something, sorry, Ellen, but something I want to emphasize about that as well is if you're working with somebody and you don't think it's a good fit, I would encourage whoever's, you know, practicing the NFP method to like try another instructor or even better before you formally commit to anybody, talk to a few and see who's, who maybe has the same train of thought as you. Um, I remember postpartum, I signed up for an NFP uh, and a postpartum uh, NFP symptothermal course and the, and the instructors, you know, they hadn't been practicing NFP for a long time because they were much older. So the woman had gone through menopause mm. and they were, they were kind of, uh, you know, what it's called like trying to whatever. So they ended up having like seven kids. I remember thinking like, I can't really relate to them because I'm in a very different place in life right now. Definitely. And right now my Marquette instructor She's, um, she's a few years older than me, has two kids and that's it. And so I know, I know she's been practicing the method for 13 years and I like what she's done with it. (laughs) Sure. Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of something that's cool. That's come out of all of this quarantine Mm -hmm. is 
many instructors that weren't doing virtual before are doing uh, Zoom or yes. you know, some kind of or just phone consultations. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually easier now to find an instructor that you're comfortable with. Yes. And so I would encourage people like before you commit, uh, even to a method, like talk to uh, different instructors and just say, can I get a 15 minute um, and get a sense and, and of, of cost because many instructors do charge uh, cost commitment, um, how, what their approach is, if it's going to fit in with yours. Are you going to, are, do you, are you the kind of person who needs a kind of handholding where you need to text your instructor every day? Are they going to sure. be cool with that? You, you, those are all things that you kind of want to get a sense for. Uh, for example, my instructor, she's, she's fine with me texting her a picture of like one of my ovulation sticks and, and I know she'll respond within, you know, a reasonable amount of time in the day. Uh, or do you have the kind of instructor who's like, just reach out to me if you have questions. Um, and I may get back to you the same day, I may not. So, you know, th those are things that you have to think about when you're, when you're looking for an instructor. Definitely. Well, and what's cool is a lot of instructors will offer a free consultation or a free mm -hmm. intro session mm -hmm. or, um, or just at least uh, give you, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to just chat with them and ask those questions. And that's a really good point. That's extremely important that you are comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just like having any um, healthcare professional, right? You want right. to be comfortable with your doctor, but you know, this you, even more, cause you're talking about intimate stuff, right? This is very you, intimate stuff. And so you, you, you might text them and be like, is it, am I going to party tonight or what? What's going right? on? Well, I, I remember, so my husband and I became instructors We're well, we're still in the process of becoming instructors, but one of the things that they reiterated multiple times is you are never giving people permission to have sex. You <laughs> are saying, here's what the rule says. And this is, you are in phase X. You know, you are in exactly. phase two. You are in phase three. Like, and I thought that was hilarious. But from a user perspective, that's what it feels like. like it does. I'm, I'm texting my instructor because... I need to figure out, like, have I moved into phase three? Like, am I, am I good to go? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you want to be, you want to have the kind of relationship with an instructor where you can kind of ask that, um, again, knowing, uh, this sermon is a huge part of NFP, which I guess, again, I, I, it's one of those things I wish I had known beforehand that sure. the method doesn't tell you when to be intimate or when to have children or when to not have children. That is your decision. The method, whichever you choose, is just giving you the data so you can make an informed decision. Oh my gosh, that is so true and beautiful. Like, it is not the method that is telling you mm -mm. whether or not to have a child. Yes. It is you and your husband in prayer, in discernment, mm -hmm. talking to God. Is it time that we should try to have a kid? Or should we continue to abstain if you're mm -hmm. in, a, in a period of, of, or I mean, not continue to abstain, continue to try to avoid. <laughs> That's what I was Exactly. Saying. Yeah. Continue to avoid, or even let's just see what happens, right? Let, yeah. Let's just see what happens and, and God's will be done. And, right. And, uh, that, and, and I feel and like another that, part of it. that comes up actually quite a bit with uh, couples using NFP. It's like, okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the rule is telling me right now, mm -hmm. but 
you know, let's, let's see what happens. Maybe, maybe we are ready. Maybe we are ready to go there. And that's often the beginning of the switch from trying to avoid to trying to achieve. Exactly. Um, I know that that's kind of what happened with my husband and I before um, we had our daughter. It was Mm -hmm. like, we had a cycle where we were kind of like, you know, it doesn't really matter. And then the next month rolled around and we're like, well, why were we, you know, why were we thinking that? Maybe, maybe it is time. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, and a lot of that is just inviting that in in prayer and because it you can get really in your head, regardless of method about like, is today a go day? Is today? It's like, listen, the method isn't going to tell you that's for you to decide. The method's just going to give you the data. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's go back. We're trying to list out all of the different types of natural family planning. And we might mm-hmm. miss some because there yeah. are some lesser known. Um, right. And emerging. emerging and emerging. Well. Methods. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking, we're talking big ones that have lots of research behind them. Research. Completely yes. science-based. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Symptothermal, Marquette, um, now I feel like we get the two that are sort of categorized together, Billings ovulation yes. method and Creighton model. So both of those are mucus only. Mm-hmm. And I believe Billings came first and then the Creighton model was, uh, kind of modeled after Billings. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like the Creighton model has like jumped way ahead in the medical field. And the Creighton model is where NAPRO technology comes from. A Mm -hmm. lot of fertility, what would you say? Like fertility help, fertility? Yeah, I I think it it falls into like the now secular emerging like fertility awareness and people using it not just for around fertility, but around just like general health when they're, you know, now, now as part of uh, women trying to understand their cycles, they're like, they're turning to this, to this knowledge to, to, to read all that. But I do know, and, and Ellen, I like, I'm not an expert in either one, but yeah, neither I, am I, I, I've, I've never used either one, but I do know one has very simple observations. Like the way you categorize them is very simple. I know the other one has like a really elaborate kind of system for for capturing all kinds of observations so uh but but i do know i I do know that that's like the distinction between them and they're they're both uh mucus based and i have a friend who she uses creighton and i I remember she said oh i love it i i I, for me it's the simplest thing i just i i i check i see what's going on and then i decide what to do so you know as you can see that they're different from like marquette where you're you're, you're literally like dipping your, 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 your sticks in urine or peeing on sticks. Um, then you have some to throw over, you're taking your temperature. And then these ones, you're, you're literally just pulling your underwear down and seeing what's going on. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, it, those methods, the mucus only methods can definitely be uh, very simple once you really get when it. You really learn them. I right. think the learning curve for those ones sometimes can be a lot steeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Creighton because, um, and c- please correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I'm not an expert in these two, but Creighton is the one that has a little bit more intense of different, I, yes. uh, readings and uh, mm-hmm. different observations. And then Billings has a little bit more simplified, um, observation recording method. Um, right. and so just getting over that learning curve, but then once you're there, it's just like, it's one sign, 
that's what I'm doing. I got this. Like, I get, yes. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why the instructor is so important. I think, I think regardless, you, you, you have to, you have to really trust your instructor and um, that, and then trust yourself once you, once you know it enough to, to, to go with it. But to my understanding, those are like the, the big four yeah, I would say those are the big like four. The, the, the NFP. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more in my head, but I don't know anything about them. I mean, I'm just going to mention them. There, there's Boston Cross Check yes. and Fem Health. Which, Fem, mm-hmm. Yeah, is it Fem Health? Is that? And I believe that that's actually a secular. Um, yes, that's, that's a secular approach to kind of like symptothermal. Uh, I think. Okay. But what I do know about the Boston Cross Check method is that's symptothermal plus Marquette kind of rolled into one. That's like the simple way. That's the simple way to describe it. Um, it, It's, and I see people in, you know, I'm I'm in a Facebook Marquette group and they're, they're constantly talking about how they use their symptothermal method uh, knowledge and their, their Marquette and they just kind of put it all together. So Boston cross check is pretty much taking every single observation you can, which is mucus temperature, um, everything, the monitor and just, um, using it all together. All, all that's for the, like, I need to make sure I have a very grave reason (laughs) to Mm -hmm. avoid pregnancy and I need to make sure that this will absolutely not happen. Exactly. Um, which, yeah. You know, there are definitely those situations. Um, now, that's not to say that the other methods don't work. They absolutely, no, absolutely. work. Yes. I mean, the I know, Yolanda, you did some research for me mm-hmm. a while ago on just, and you just put out the different efficacy rates. Yes. And they are all over 97%. Yes. So that's okay. That's something I wish I would have known before I started NFP because I went into NFP kind of thinking that it was half like uh, method, half space. That's in like you pray, you get what you want. Just, yeah, I'm not. God, I don't want a child right yeah, now. So can exactly. you just make that happen for me? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I you know, that I know it sounds silly, but I honestly thought that maybe there was like an element of that. But I think that was that's kind of more discernment. But anyway, going back to it, I had no idea NFP was so effective. Um, and it's yeah. just it's it's comparable with the pill, which is ninety eight percent. So I remember one time I was I was getting stressed out about um, I, I remember telling my husband like oh, I, um, I just, I, I can see why I said, I'm not saying I want to do this, but I can see why the pill is so easy. And then I remember, uh, I'm like, cause you just take it and then, you know, it's, it's not going to happen or it is going to happen. And then I remember hearing again, that m- most of these NFP methods, their efficacy with perfect use is 98% or like, I think combined or something. It's like 98%, right? Yeah. And then if you, the pill, perfect use, 98%. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, actually you, you've got a great method that is, um, perfectly healthy for you. It's not going to mess with your hormones. And, and if you, if you follow the rules, which, you know, also like the pill also requires you to do the same thing every day, discipline, rigor, uh, you will get the same kind of efficacy. And for me, it was, it was beautiful to know that, that God gave us methods that, that could achieve what science does and sometimes even better yeah. because uh, abstinence is 100%. Right. Abstinence is 100% <laughs> effective. It is the only method right. that is 100% effective for mm. 
<laughs> not getting pregnant. You know what? I actually, um, I just wanted to look up the, the CDC's website. So for typical youth use, typical use, the birth control pill has a failure rate of 7%. Yeah. But, uh, fertility awareness based methods, and they give a range here, uh, mm-hmm. is the typical use failure rate is two mm-hmm. 23%. Now, the 23% is not any of these methods that we have now mentioned. That oh, is wow. the method that is not a method. Oh, the 23% no. failure rate is rhythm. We didn't even talk about it because that's And it's not, not a method. It's not a method. Uh, but when you tell people you're doing NFP, they automatically assume rhythm method. And, I, and it happens to me all the time when I go to the doctors. Oh, and yeah. They, and, and another thing I wish I would have known, I wish I would have had my tagline ready for when I was challenged by nurses and doctors, because any time, you know, I, I've given birth twice and right after I give birth the next day, you know, I'm in, I'm in the bed recovering and they're like, what are you doing for birth control? Yeah. And when I say, uh, now when I say Mar- Marquette, it's, it's nicer because they're just, they know, they don't, they obviously haven't heard of it in most cases, most, most medical right. professionals. So they're just confused. But when I used to say NFP, natural family planning, the look I would get would be like, oh, you mean the, the, the rhythm method? You're doing I, the rhythm method. That's exactly what happened so to me. <laughs> yeah. With my OB after the follow-up appointment, the six-week follow-up appointment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, let's talk birth control. And I was like, yeah, I use natural family planning. And she's like, oh, the rhythm method? You know, mm-hmm. just so you know, we, we suggest that you don't get pregnant uh, yes, like within you. six months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, yeah, I know. Like, my method is science-based. I'm not yes. looking at a calendar and going, oh, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love that you said science-based because uh, I think sometimes people, uh, I, like like I had assumed that NFP was part like, oh, and then the, and then it's you pray about it. And it's like, yes, you pray to decide what to do. But the, the all the methods are very much grounded in research and science um, and like, clear blue, the clear blue, you know, Marquette method is, is using technology to, to give us the, the knowledge that our body gives us by design, which is like God's beautiful design. Right. So all of these methods, um, are drawing on the, the knowledge of the body for which God has designed for us. Right. So yeah. it's, and, and like, when you look at non, uh, when you look at stuff that's not like contraceptive, they're also drawing on the knowledge of the body to do like the opposite of what we're doing. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end this conversation on. Mm -hmm. Um, We could go on for hours probably (laughs) about all of the things I wish I knew uh, before using NFP. But I I think we fantastically covered just kind of the big four um, different methods and I think the big takeaway here, the method does not tell you whether or not to try to achieve pregnancy or avoid pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It is you and your spouse's conversation, discernment, prayer that helps you get to that decision. Right. The method is a tool. So find one that you like, spend your time doing your research and then uh, know that that's all it is. It's, it's just a tool. Um, and, and it shouldn't rain on your, you know, on your marital bed and tell you what to do. That, that's, not, 
that's between you and God. It takes you to get married. Reverend Fulton Sheen said that. You know, <laughs> um, NFP's just the data. You know, that, that, that's the beautiful exactly. thing about it. It's, it's just the data. And, it, and it'll give you something to, to, to think about. And, and, I, and I've, really, I've really enjoyed that, that um, recognizing that you know, often you, there's this kind of assumption that faith and, and science don't mix. And it's like actually NFP is the perfect combination of both. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Yolanda, for coming on the podcast. Um, I hope that we'll just continue having great conversations like this again in the future. Thanks for listening to Charting Toward Intimacy. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any opportunities to expand the natural family planning conversation.